Welcome to RBC's Markets in Motion podcast, recorded October 19th, 2022. I'm Lori Calvacina, Head of U.S. Equity Strategy at RBC Capital Markets. Please listen to the end of this podcast for important disclaimers. Today in the podcast, we update our latest views on sectors and takeaways from our October RBC Analyst Outlook survey. Three big things you need to know. First, in our latest survey, taken in early October, our analysts had a slightly positive tilt in their outlooks for performance over the next 6 to 12 months, with a modestly positive view on valuations and a positive tilt on the state of demand. The most constructive outlooks were found in energy and healthcare, followed by REITs, financials, tech, and utilities, which offset more pessimistic views on consumer staples and discretionary. There were some interesting shifts in the rankings. Second, our analysts don't seem particularly focused on the midterm elections, with most seeing the possibility of a split or Republican-led Congress as a neutral event. To the extent they see it as relevant, a good showing for Republicans is seen as the better outcome. And third, our analysts' latest sector views support our own ongoing U.S. equity strategy overweights on energy, financials, healthcare, and tech, and our underweight on staples. Our analyst views also support our decision, implemented Monday, to upgrade communication services from underweight to market weight and to downgrade discretionary from market weight to underweight. If you'd like to hear more, here's another five minutes. While you're waiting, a quick reminder that you can subscribe to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, and other platforms. Now the details. Let's start with takeaway number one. Our analyst survey revealed positive tilts on performance valuation, demand, and some interesting shifts in performance outlook rankings at the tails. In our latest analyst survey, which we conducted in early October, our analysts had a slightly positive tilt on the outlook per performance over the next 6 to 12 months, and they also had positive views on current valuations and the demand backdrop. This is all similar to what we learned back in our August survey, and their views on margin pressures over the next few quarters, which were more evenly split, was also pretty similar to what we heard from them back in August. When we dug down a bit deeper into the results, a couple of things jumped out. First, there were a few changes in terms of where our analysts' optimism on performance was highest compared to the August survey. As was the case back then, performance outlooks were more constructive than other sectors by a clear notch for energy and healthcare. One thing that changed was that REITs joined the leadership circle, moving into third place and coming in ahead of both financials and tech. Financials and tech, which were among the top four in the August survey, do still have constructive tilts in our performance outlook question, but we did find that optimism for both of these sectors slipped a little bit. That was driven by a downshift in views for PNC insurance and insurance brokers on the financial side and payments processors and IT services on the tech side. Utilities optimism was on par with tech in this edition of the survey as well, but that was really due to the slippage that we saw in tech score as opposed to any kind of change in view in utilities. The second shift, there was an interesting change in terms of where our analyst optimism was lowest compared to the August survey. In October, performance outlooks were least constructive for consumer staples and discretionary. Meanwhile, the performance outlook for communication services, which had been in the most pessimistic camp back in August, did improve to neutral. Now, there were a few moving parts to this shift in ranking between communications and discretionary. Our auto and auto parts team shifted from neutral to bearish in this latest edition of the survey, and that impacted the score of consumer discretionary. 
Meanwhile, within communication services, our analyst shifted his cable and media scores from bearish to neutral. This jumped out to me in a pretty big way because back in the August survey, our internet team lifted their view on internet social media and search, another big group within communication services, to neutral from very bearish. Overall, we've seen a reduction in pessimism among our analysts with coverage in the communication services sector over the past few months that's pulled this sector off the bottom of the pile in the performance outlook rankings. Moving on to takeaway number two, our analysts see the midterm elections as a non-event for most of the industry they cover, though a good showing for Republicans is seen as the better outcome. We have primarily thought of the midterms as an event with broader stock market implications as opposed to one that has a lot of sector-specific implications. And what we heard in our survey from our analysts generally reinforces that idea. Most of our analysts said that if the Republicans take back control of the House and or Senate, that it would be a neutral event for the industries they cover. Among those who said that the event would have positive or negative implications, all but one said it would be bullish or very bullish. The sectors viewed as benefiting the most from a good Republican showing in the eyes of our analysts were communication services, energy and industrials, and regulation was the key issue cited by most of the analysts in these sectors. To make sure we had a true understanding of the sector sensitivities around the event, we also asked our analysts whether Democrats keeping full control of Congress would be a positive or negative development for the sector. Again, most of our analysts still saw the midterms as a non-event when we asked the question this way, but those who said it would be bearish outweighed those who said it would be bullish. Sectors in which our analysts were most likely to see this outcome as a bearish development were communication services, consumer discretionary, energy, financials, and industrials. I'll wrap up with takeaway number three. On Monday, we downgraded consumer discretionary from market weight to underweight and upgraded communication services from underweight to market weight. Overall, our analysts' latest sector views support our own ongoing U.S. equity strategy overweights on energy, financials, healthcare, tech, and our underweight on consumer staples. On our overweights, one key thing we'd emphasize is that the healthcare overweight is on a short leash. We've liked this sector as a tactical defensive trading opportunity given that its valuations looked reasonable versus the S&P, while utilities and staples were sitting at past peaks on our models over the summer. But it's starting to look like the valuation opportunity in healthcare will soon be exhausted. With reporting season starting to get underway, healthcare has started to look even more expensive than consumer staples and utilities on our model. Our analyst views also support our decision to upgrade communication services from underweight to market weight and to downgrade consumer discretionary from market weight to underweight. Both of these sectors are key components of the growth trade and are unlikely to start outperforming again in a sustainable way until the growth trade really gets back on its feet. We think that's going to be tough to happen until after the broader U.S. equity market moves into recovery mode, which we expect to be characterized by sluggish GDP. Sluggish or subtrend GDP, i.e. below 2% in real terms, is an environment in which the growth trade tends to outperform value. Going back to the sectors, there were two things that prompted this swap. First, as discussed earlier, we've seen a clear improvement in our analyst views on communication services over the past few months, and some slippage in our analyst views on consumer discretionary, which frankly were already deeply negative to begin with. Beyond looking, looking beyond the analysts, the second thing is that valuations now look better for communication services on our model than consumer discretionary. Communication services looks deeply undervalued versus the S&P 500, where consumer discretionary merely looks neutral on our model. 
overall communication services is simply the more intriguing place within the growth trade between these two sectors, at least at the moment. That's all for now. Thanks for listening. And be sure to check out our sister podcast, RBC's Industries in Motion, for thoughts on specific sectors from RBC's team of industry analysts. This content is based on information available at the time it was recorded and is for informational purposes only. It is not an offer to buy or sell or a solicitation, and no recommendations are implied. It is outside the scope of this communication to consider whether it is suitable for you and your financial objectives. Thank you.